0: I'm a bit lost for words, eh? Like this has been one of the probably the best conversations I've had in a, in a long time, and we've had some cool guests on here. But you've opened, you've opened my eyes and heart, hell of a lot, eh? Like I've experienced a bit of going to school with the support unit and just seeing dis- dis- disabled people around, and like I've never stopped to think about like. You know, mm. when, when I go to a, f- a festival I'll go to a races and yeah. I don't consciously ever think, like, you know, there's no disabled people here. Mm. I've never, ever thought yeah. about, like, why there isn't these guys mm. here and they should be there and, yeah, you're doing such an amazing thing. You should be so Thank proud. You.
1: This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people, one of the 29 clan groups that make up the Eora Nation. We acknowledge the traditional owners who are connected to this land and acknowledge their unbroken connection and sovereignty to all the lands that now make up Australia. We extend that acknowledgement to all of the traditional owners connected to the country you may be listening to this podcast from. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. before we get into today's episode we do want to warn listeners there is some content that could be triggering for some people if there's anything that's brought up today that affects you know there is someone out there to listen make sure you call lifeline on 13 11 14 hello and welcome back to when we grow up the podcast where we ask where we've been to know where we're going we're your hosts. My name is Marley Silva. i Nico Hines, And he's already got the giggles, ready to take the piss out of me. But far more important than that, and far more important than you, Nico, is our guest who is sitting beside me right now, the co-founder of Stellar Experiences, someone I've known since she was about five years old, a yaoi Bay through and through. Bronte Hendricks, it is so nice to be with you on the couch.
2: Oh, guys, I'm so excited to be here. I'm actually honoured that you asked me as well. I'm super privileged and excited to chat. Oh,
1: Are
0: you I, nervous?
2: I don't know. I was like kind of nervous, but since we sat on this lounge, I kind of feel excited.
1: Yeah. More <laughs> That's really the about it. Yeah, yeah, true. Well, you say you're honoured, but Nico, I think I mentioned Bronte to you the second we started talking about guests because you're someone who obviously I've known for a very long time, but watching your career path and your passion for working with mm. yeah, young people with disabilities is so inspiring to I think anyone who knows you. So we'll get into that <laughs> and I, I can't wait. But I did mention to you before we started recording, we start all of these conversations with our guests by reflecting on a win and a challenge through the week. So we won't throw to you first. Yeah, um, cool. So you can get a bit of a taste of what <laughs> it's like. But Nico, why don't you kick us off?
0: throw to me, finally. Bronte, it's lovely to have you on here. Marley just talks that much. She doesn't even give me a chance sometimes. So that was a very long introduction, Marley. Sorry. Surprise! surprised you're still breathing right now. You're not out of breath. But anyway, Bronte, yes, she was right. She, we have spoke about you ever since we spoke about this podcast mm. actually back, probably last year. Mm. She said straight away, Bronte, we need to get Bronte on. And um, I'm very sorry, but I haven't looked into this too much because <laughs> I was very excited just to find out live on this chat but we did watch a little clip this morning, which we'll touch on a bit later, which was very inspiring. So, very grateful to have you on and my win and challenge. But before, actually, before the win and challenge, <laughs> this morning I want to touch on Marley Silver come over and we we're talking about oh, this interview go. and I don't know if any of you have had coffee breath before, but I don't drink coffee, so I would never experience it. But Marley was sitting next to me and she was showing me the video and- she, uh, It was reeking of coffee and I said, Marley, you have really bad coffee breath right now and she absolutely got the sulks and the shit so bad. She goes, <laughs> why would you even say that to me? And I was like, wouldn't you rather know? I would rather know if I had bad breath. And she was like, yeah, but it's a delivery. It's a delivery how you done it. So I want to put a poll out there, I reckon, for this episode. Mm, okay, would you rather be yeah. told if you had bad breath or not? And I reckon everyone would rather be told, Marley Silva.
1: There's no denying that I wanted – like <laughs> I appreciate being told but – what people will not understand is the way in which you've delivered. Such well, what
0: you, you have coffee breath, Marley.
1: Anyway, this is not the point of the podcast. Get anyway, into your winning challenge. But please. I
0: will say I've got instant karma because I stepped on dog poo coming up here Sucked right now. In. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, winning a challenge. Oh, far out from when last week. Yeah. You want to start us off, Marley?
1: Nah, it's on you, man.
0: Oh, far out. I haven't even thought about it. Winning a challenge. Winning a challenge. Probably. A challenge would be I had a really, really good time in Beach Road Bondi last weekend (laughs) and a challenge was after the game because we have a short turnaround, I can't go out and have a beer Mm. and I had sort of the bug of going out and having a beer again and unfortunately couldn't do that because we have a five-day turnaround but a win would probably be getting a win over Marley Silver's. Bulldogs. (laughs) (laughs) Bulldogs, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
1: It was it was quite difficult, but I sort of expected it, <laughs> so I prepared myself. And I, you know, real fan. And I also, I'm a fan of you, so I wanted you to win oh, because I'm so actually nice. nice. That would,
2: yep Anyway, I don't. don't what he think? Yeah, he only uh, cared about better, you actually. and my cousin Raven. <laughs>
0: but actually, he tipped. The Sharks. Oh, yeah. I
2: will, I'm, that's a controversial topic. Yeah. Like if you tip against your own team, I'm not yeah. sure how I feel about that. Marley, who I did think you've got to back your team. I tip the Sharks too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I've so been broken doing- by the Bulldogs for
1: years though. Yeah, you, that's you know? like me and the Dragons. Yeah. yeah for the dragons. Anyway, never- sorry about
0: you, Marley. Who did. What's your winner in a challenge?
1: Well, I think it would be no surprises to anyone that my challenge this week has been him. Um, <laughs> it started with last week. I had a really important interview um, <laughs> with a oh, it'll be out by the time that we speak about oh, you're this. Big note,
0: no, yeah. anyway. I
1: interviewed Sam Kerr last week. Oh my god. For a piece that I'm writing on the Matildas and it was really, really big deal. I was super nervous about it. I had like been briefed in all these ways of, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. I was stressing, all this sort of stuff. Anyway, the interview went so well it was via Zoom and it was great and she stayed on much longer than she was supposed to and we were just having a great time vibing out really hard. Right at the last second, he'd been trying to call me the whole time that I was on this, <laughs> this Zoom because he was in the same house as me and burst through the door <laughs> while I was still on the Zoom chat. Say. You we're saying
0: goodbye.
1: Yeah, but I, was I heard still you say goodbye, and I was like, "Booze." Anyway, it was very embarrassing, so I was very mad. <laughs> He's also just like pissed me off a couple of times. So just managing that, trying to make a little bit of distance.
0: I know you haven't. You still ring me every day.
1: Yeah, because I have to about things. Well,
0: you didn't get any distance. If you didn't call me, that's distance.
1: Yeah, the people will come to realize this is gonna. It's gonna be a journey, but that's been my challenge. My win would probably be doing that that interview, and it was just. Pretty stoked to like oh. be asked to do that, and super excited for the piece to come out. But Bronte, we have been speaking way too much, and no, clearly that's we had some exciting. stuff to air out.
2: <laughs> what was? I'm what was your I could win? I'm glad be a medium through that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I my win and challenge. I think my challenge has probably been like I'm a big advocate to like all my team about like work-life balance mm. but I just don't think I do it myself and yeah. like life's just been crazy this last week so I've just been like kind of working non-stop on my laptop and then going on some experiences as well as trying to like you know manage the phone on the weekends and stuff so my challenge is probably that I need to get back into that flow and then a win I think oh just something simple like I've just last weekend moved back to Cronulla somewhere around all my friends and family again so I think it feels good to just yeah I guess see everybody and be part of the community again that I love so that's Mm. exciting
1: I'm not surprised that you mentioned the work-life balance as a challenge Mm, because again as an observer from a little bit of far I imagine you probably struggle with that again because it's something you're so personally passionate about I've actually got a question written down (laughs) here like thank you for running the uh, making the time because I know it must be madness for you
2: no this is a fun little escape from it but um They'll all be listening, I'm sure, so I'll have to give them all a shout out later. And (laughs)
1: what does your, like, day-to-day schedule look like? Is it really chockers all the time? Um, Where's your office that you're working in? Yeah,
2: so it's, like, kind of changed now a little bit. I used to do a lot more on the floor, so I used to be kind of out there um, doing, like, one-on-one supports and experiences a lot, and now I'm predominantly, like, more in the office, which, like, isn't as fun, but... Obviously, it's needed. <laughs> Our team's grown like so big. So managing all the team um, as well as like just facilitating the growth that we're experiencing. And then on the weekends, I still try to go out and experience I did swim club on Sunday with Stella. And then next weekend, I'm going to Central Coast. So I try to like still get out and be a part of it as much Central as Central Coast. I can. Yeah. god's
0: country. Is that
2: where you- Came from? Up. Yeah. Really? Whereabouts are you going? Um, Terrigal? Terrigal. Is that? Yeah. yeah. Is that so as good
0: as your Where minor? You? Not as good as your minor. Tourist attraction, probably the best <laughs> part to ask of the you coast. some hot
1: tips. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, we probably should have started with like, how do you explain what Stella is in sort of a couple of sentences?
2: Yeah, okay. So we'll, <laughs> it's so hard to rough up into a sentence or two, but no, we- just do your best. Yeah. Don't worry we- about <laughs>
0: sentences. I don't know why you said a couple of sentences.
2: Let her talk, man. <laughs> You tell us all
0: about it and however you want to tell
2: us. Okay. What okay. It so is. Stella provides supported social outings and travel opportunities for young adults with disabilities. So 16 to 35 years old. We get a lot of questions surrounding like why we stop at 35 years mm. old, and that was just because we saw that there was such a gap for that age group to go out and make friends with people of a similar age and have like really normal young adult experiences. Mm. So we kind of saw firsthand how isolated young adults with disabilities were. And we saw that, you know, they were very confined to their family networks and they weren't going out on the weekends for drinks. They weren't going out for live music. They weren't going to festivals and Mm. doing anything like we all were that I guess is, you know, quite bittersweet to us because it's something that we just do in our day-to-day life and don't really, you know, take for granted. Mm. So yeah, we We started out just basically trying to give them an opportunity to go out and just be like any other young adult. And then, yeah, it just kind of exploded because I think there was just such a need for it. Mm. There's so many beautiful stories and and
1: things that have come out from the opportunities you've provided to the young people Mm -hmm. that you work with that we'll get into. But our whole show is all about kind of looking back to go forward and, and reflecting on... Who you were as a kid and, yeah, and what cool. um, that younger person might think of who you are now. So I'm gonna make you look at this screen because there's a um, little <gasps> photo coming up. And see when I oh, think I of love the that's, hair. That's, how did you get that? Oh, you know what? I'm good. She's a stalker. I am a stalker. She's a stalker. I may have, oh I've I've spoke to your brother as well, so wow. that's um, how I got some of this. But she look really cute there. You're wow, very very does. cute. Um, so the innocent. The For those, how old are you there? I don't know. Is that like kindergarten? Mar- Marley might know. Yeah, maybe. You've Marley got, knows, You've yeah. got an SRC badge on, so oh, maybe kinder you won. Wow. A student
0: representative council. Yeah. We go. I was getting straight
1: into it, wasn't Yeah, I? of course. <laughs> so for the people who are listening and not watching, um, this is you in a school photo <laughs> in the beautiful uh, maroon and gold of the Yowie Bay public school uniform. You've got <laughs> two pigtails and bows. Very cute, cheesy smile there. Very tan. Wow, yeah. yeah I've seen some sun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I actually just... Found out the other day off my doctor that I'm overdosing in vitamin D. Really? Like she called me quite seriously.
0: <laughs> overdosing in <laughs> vitamin she D. She called
2: me five times and I was like, Oh my god, guys, sorry, I've got to go answer this. Yeah. I like, thought I, she was gonna like give me some really yeah. bad news. She was like, What supplements are you taking? And I was like, I'm not taking any supplements. And she was like, No, what do you take every day that you like you haven't told me? Yeah. It's like, I, like yeah. nothing. And then she said, I'm in the vitamin D overdosing range, like vitamin D toxicity almost. And then she was like, you must be taking something. And I was like, I'm not. So like, what do I do? She goes, well, no one has this problem, so there's no <laughs> Brunchy, pill to reduce it. I am not it. joking
1: to you. I had a blood test three <laughs> months ago, and my doctor rang and said the exact no! same thing to me. And what did they tell you to do? And they were like, "Is it? Are you taking any supplements?" She full interrogated oh me. I got interrogated, and I literally had to get another blood test last week to make sure it's okay. Oh my
2: god, I will. Okay, like, why? What are we doing? I don't know. She said to me, "There's no pill to reduce it, so you're just gonna have to wear long sleeves and stay out of the sun." And I was like, "Oh, is this? Really, I don't know if that's gonna happen." Were we getting too much sun over? I don't the know. Sun Apparently, in Florida, yeah.
1: we were. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: I've seen you over summer, Ma. I don't think you're getting too much
1: sun. (laughs) Um, But going back to this, that's so weird that you had the exact same. Really weird. But this little Bronte, tell the people (laughs) what were you like as a kid and uh, Um, how would your family describe you at that age, do you think?
2: My mum always describes me as, like, obviously very outgoing. She says I came out talking. She said you just talked and talked and talked. (laughs) And she said my, like, quote that I used to always say was, like I can do it. Like I don't need your help. (laughs) It was very much like I can do it by myself. I will do it. So I think, yeah, definitely determined to kind of try everything and do everything. I didn't really have too many fears. I don't think as a kid and I probably still don't today, but yeah, definitely just out there giving everything a go probably.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's like such cool qualities to have as a kid too, just to be a goer. Yeah, for sure. I remember you from such an early age, always being someone who was actively trying to make sure no one was left out. That's what I always – like you always were just friends with everyone, always like so inviting and checking up on people, you know, even – as such a young kid. Mm. Is that something that was instilled in you by your parents or did your brother
2: Regan have any
1: influence there or <laughs> why were you yeah, like that? I don't that? actually
2: really know I, and I get asked a lot why I've even ended up in the field I am. Like a lot of people say, oh, like do you have someone in your family with mm. a disability? And like I don't, I, I'm i not really sure like where that passion like really started from like I know and we will probably go into it a bit Mm. like I had experiences at school with kids with disabilities or with kids with learning challenges that definitely like yeah I guess set a fire like in something inside of me because I could never really comprehend you know like why people would leave them out and whatnot and like still to this day like I have so many guests at Stella who always say you know I feel like you're a popular girl at school like you're in one of the popular groups and they're really mean to everyone and it like breaks my heart because I think like they've got this kind of stereotype of who I might have been at school based on the fact that you know I've got a lot of friends and like I go out and do lots and I always like say to them like oh my god that is not what it was like like at school I always tried to ensure that you know like every single person regardless of who they were were included and invited Mm -hmm. out on the weekends and that they always sat with us at recess and lunch and stuff but Yeah, it's funny, that kind of stereotype of that group because I think it's reflected in a lot of movies and stuff. So it kind of shapes this funny vision of who a popular person might be or whatnot. Yeah, I think what
1: you're describing is what, you know, people like that should be the most popular because they are Mm. the one trying to kind of reach their hand out and make sure that people are are okay. Do you remember even like – a time when you saw a kid by themselves in the the playground and who you wanted to
2: reach out to. Oh, for sure. I remember seeing Ronan Sousa. You guys probably know very well who Ronan is. Bit of a star now and Love on the Spectrum. But I remember so clearly the first day I saw him at the year seven. He was at his year seven swimming carnival yeah, and I was in year nine and I just remember watching him all day kind of like roaming around like he had his backpack on and everyone was sitting down in their groups like laughing and having heaps of fun and I just remember him like I could just see that he didn't have anyone to kind of like hang out with and then that was the first day I was like oh like went and introduce myself learn a bit about him and the incredible human he is um, and then from that day on like I just made it my mission to, like, talk to everyone in his year about, like, including him and making sure he was involved and stuff on the weekends. And he sat with us literally every single recess and lunch. Well, it's funny you say (laughs) that because the
1: next photo (laughs) that comes up is one that I saw on Ronan's Instagram not that long ago. Oh, my God, yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) I mean, tell us tell us about Ronan. What's he like? And, yeah, Nico, you wouldn't know this, but Ronan is a
2: bit of a reality TV He's a bit of a celebrity. He has a, like... 50,000 followers on Instagram now. Ronan was on Love on the Spectrum. Ronan is the most incredible human I think I know. Like, he is so special to me. We have such a special bond. And, like that story I just told, I met him at school. He was two years below me, and Ronan's on the autism spectrum. So, his experience of school, I think, was a little bit different to everyone else's. He didn't maybe settle in as quickly, just due to the fact that, yeah, he probably struggled to, like, make friends like everyone else. And then, yeah, that day I saw him at the swimming carnival. I definitely saw how he was isolated just because he couldn't probably have the confidence to, like, walk up to a group and, like, make friends with them. So, yeah, he him and I kind of ended up with this special bond where we hung out, like, every recess and lunch. Ronan has this, like, incredible memory and he loves movies and he would, like, often just be reciting like a whole movie in all these different voices <laughs> and like all these different songs and like he loves Disney and Aladdin. And I think to a lot of like the other kids at school, you know, they probably thought that was quite strange and didn't really understand that Ronan even had a disability because for a lot of people in the autism spectrum, it's just super hard for them because it is an invisible disability. Mm. So, yeah, if you walk past them and, you know, they're making a comment or they're reciting a movie, you might just kind of think, oh, that's a bit odd. But mm. like that's, yeah, it's kind of like this invisible disability, but I think it's like an invisible superpower because it's Mm. so incredible. Like the way Ronan's brain works just blows my mind. He's by far one of the smartest people I know. But yeah, we hung out every single recess and lunch. And when I graduated, it was definitely hard. I don't even know if Ronan had a phone, but there wasn't really a way for us to stay connected when I finished school. And then, yeah, he certainly kind of fueled my passion for wanting to work in the disability space. So I went on and studied a Bachelor of Inclusive Education and Disability Studies. And I didn't then, know that that was something you could study. Yeah, oh, neither did I. Yeah, And when I saw it, I remember just like having no, like I knew so badly what I wanted to do, but I knew that I didn't want to just work at a disability service. Like I knew that I wanted to like study and learn more and like, you know, be able to actually like make a difference and help as many people as I could. So I remember just like scrolling through all these degrees and I literally just saw the word like inclusion and I was like, this is for me, like I've got to do this degree. And then I ended up working in a disability service for like around four years where I met my current business partner, Luke. And then that's where we kind of like brought this vision to life of helping young adults with disabilities And then that's when I got to kind of reconnect with Ronan. I remember sending his mum a little message being like, I've started this thing, like I hope Ronan, you know, wants to come along and be part of it. And then, yeah, he's been thriving ever since. Yeah.
1: And what's it like for you to see, because, yeah, watching his videos and things on Instagram now, like the confidence (laughs) that he seems to have. Yeah.
2: Oh, it's insane. Like, yeah, looking back on him in year seven and I guess his little kind of like confidence to talk, to people, to who he is today. Like he is one of the most confident people I know. <laughs> he sings, he plays the piano, he plays multiple musical instruments, he's in plays, he, yeah, he's yeah, he been on Love on the Spectrum on TV, he goes to all these race car tracks and he goes on talk, all these talk shows and like, it's yeah, it's mind-blowing, but it's so cool to see how much, you know, potential could be unlocked and if you just believe in someone and can help them grow in that confidence, they can really... I guess show the world what they're capable of. Mm.
0: I see the way you light up when you talk about him. It. It's pretty <laughs> cool. Like I, there need to be more people like you at school. But what I was wondering the whole time was, did anyone question like any kids at school question you why you are hanging out with him or whether like
2: yeah, you know,
0: like, you know why yeah. hang out with him for why?
2: Definitely. I think even in my year, like I remember like quite a few of the boys used to like make comments and stuff about just him and like probably some of the things he would say or the way he would interact and. Yeah, it, it definitely was just like, it was hard to think that they were like so naive, I guess. But mm. I do think there is a bit of an issue with a lot of, like, you know, when we go through school, we, we are kind of uneducated on the topic mm. of people with disabilities. Like, and we don't really know, I guess, like, not that we don't know how to interact with them, but like, we don't know what the right thing is to say maybe, yeah. or like whether to kind of push those boundaries. And I think that's changing, which is so cool. Like, I think even just having Stella on Instagram and like, I see so many people in the community now, like just in awe of like all the incredible things they're doing. So I feel like the more like we kind of show them, you know, out there skydiving, bungee jumping, like going to festivals and doing all these incredible things, I think like barriers are being broken down. And I think people are being a lot more welcoming of the disability community mm. as well as schools like integrating it I think a lot better. Mm. I think back in the day like those special units were so segregated. Some of them even had their own recess and lunch mm. and like it just doesn't really make sense. So I think moving forward in society it's going to be a whole lot better. Mm.
0: Yeah, when I ask that question, I don't think if people are listening going, why would you ask that question? It's more because mm. kids do that at school because they yeah, don't really sure. know and they'll look at you and hanging out with him going you know why did you know, we do that bronte mm. but it's so special that connection you guys had and i had a support unit at my school where there was lots of disability kids at our school and everyone's seen him around and loved him so much but like you're saying you don't know how to go and interact you don't know yeah. you know how to have a conversation or what to talk about or um, whether you can invite them out to come play handball or whatnot you know you just don't know how to yeah, do it and no, it's, sure. it's really cool now that you say it. it's it's getting normalized sort yeah. of thing to hang out of you know, disabled kids, yeah, and, it's, and they're such bright and happy kids, and like oh. just the way you talk about there yeah. there is so <laughs> amazing. Like, I just wish now, looking back, like, well, maybe I should have went and made more yeah. an effort, effort, sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so glad to hear that it's it's come more normalised, I yeah. guess, at schools, which is cool.
2: And it's cool that you can like now play a role as well, like in the community. Yeah. Like, like you said before, you got to go visit civic, and like that would yeah make their day being yeah. able to see you guys who they put, like, you know, on such a pedestal, like you guys are celebrities to them. Yeah. So interacting with them definitely would be the coolest thing in the Did world. Do you
0: always have – are you living your dream right now or that piggy-tailed girl there? Was that a <laughs> dream to do this? Or
2: Yeah, I definitely, like, I've thought about it before and I think, like, like I because I speak to guests all the time about, like, what's your dream job? And sometimes they'll say to me, like, what's your dream job? And I'm like, oh, this is it. Like, I cannot imagine being in any other place, like, just – the whole experience of Stella has been just, yeah, the coolest thing in the world. Being able to like firsthand see like the incredible differences that are made in their lives. Yeah, it's so, so cool and so rewarding.
1: Mm. And, I mean, yeah, watching what Stella does via the Instagram <laughs> or, or whatever, it's all so positive and, and optimistic and it puts a smile on everyone's face. Mm. But I think, you know, we can't be naive to the fact that these people young people face some horrendous adversity mm. and, and challenges and, you know, people treating or looking at them in a particular way. Even when we were walking up here to the studio, you were saying that you you really want to give them the opportunity to mm. kind of tell their own stories. Is there any particular stories that stand out to you that paint that picture of mm. of the reality of what it's like to live with, as you've described, yeah, yeah. an invisible disability?
2: Oh, for sure. Like, oh, there's so many stories and so many of our guests have like, just shared, you know, in simple moments without like just casually kind of saying like a lot of them suffered just so much bullying at school, still now like 99% of them can't get a job Mm -hmm. and it is so frustrating because like we see firsthand how capable they are Mm -hmm. and they fill out a job application like everyone else and there's a box that says do you have a disability? They tick that box and like I know that companies out there aren't trying to segregate them because of that, but then at the same time you know that that box is pushing them further away from getting that job. And I know that, yeah, companies have to kind of have those interviews with a certain amount of people. I think, you know, every year they're meant to open up interviews to a certain amount of people with disabilities, but they just don't get the jobs (laughs) and it's so frustrating because they are just the most passionate incredibly hard-working people they would show up to work probably an hour before everyone else they would clean everything to a tee. they would like you know make sure everything's done so well and follow the routine so perfectly but yeah i think that's been really hard to see just because yeah like i said we just know that they're so capable of them and no matter how much we advocate for them it just kind of never really gets there. So a lot of them struggle with open employment, which means also like limited finances, which means a limited lifestyle in terms of accessing the community and whatnot. So that's, yeah, a huge area that still needs so much work, I think. And then like just little mundane things. Like I remember so clearly on one of our experiences, we went to the vinyl room. Mm -hmm. All the guests are so excited to go to the vinyl room. It's like, been hyped for weeks everyone's like we're going to the vinyl room everyone's telling their moms their siblings this is like- a nightclub in the shire just <laughs> so
0: everyone knows also known as covid
1: room yeah that's where
2: me and nico got COVID. oh my god yeah. no <laughs> yeah so like it was just like this hyped up thing everyone was so excited we went to guy Mier pub before everyone was having dinner maybe like one drink some of the guests had had we literally were at the start of the vinyl line like everyone was behind us because we'd got there first mm-hmm. and i just remember thinking like oh you know like I don't want to act like a carer. We're going to play it cool, kind of like stand back. And I just saw like the first three boys that walk up, all invisible disabilities, just get rejected straight away. Like he he was just into them like, you've had too much to drink tonight. Like I can see in your eyes or like the way you're looking, the way you're acting. And I just was like boiling and like I'm not even one to like have confrontations or whatnot. But it was so frustrating to just think if I wasn't there to walk up and advocate for them to say like I, like And it sucks to say it in front of them, like, yeah. hey, they have a disability, like, that's not the situation. And, like, I don't want to say that in front of them and, like, you know, make them feel like yeah. they're different or whatnot, but I had to for us to get in. And then, you know, they still had the most amazing night of their life, but then I'm sitting there thinking, well, if I wasn't here, like, what would have happened? What happened? Mm-hmm. They would have just, you know, walked down the street by themselves and everyone else would have got in. Yeah. So, like, yeah, there's definitely really frustrating aspects, yeah, just challenges that they face in their day-to-day life that we get little glimpses into and it definitely, yeah, brings you back down to earth and makes you, like, realise how easy we've got it mm. in our everyday. So lots of little stories like that. Yeah. There was a
0: Down syndrome guy that worked at the local Macca's where I grew up and we worked. Ah, uh, yes. And, like, he absolutely... Loved his job That's and right. took it so seriously and like made sure every little speck <laughs> of dust or whatever was clean off the table and <laughs> yes. like, like I didn't even think about it back then but now yeah. talking about this I'm like oh, so I admire that so <sighs> much like how much he really cared and just wanted to be there and yeah. I used to work at a fruit shop my stepmom and I and um, he'd walk past and my stepmom got along with him really well, and they talk about, "Oh, we're up to you now. I'm just going to work. Like, I'm. I can't wait to go to work. And yeah. Like, how happy he was to do it. And I could
2: and that passion and excitement yeah. is there for all of them. Like, every time there's a job trial or something, and we all get so excited. It's like a celebration across our workplace. Like, mm. we have this like WhatsApp staff message, and if someone gets like a job trial, because our support workers work so hard mm. to like get them those opportunities, we're like, Oh my god, yes! Like, everyone's cheering. It's like this most amazing moment, and then like unfortunately again like that person won't get the job and yeah it it makes me want to start another business just to hire everyone because I'm like you guys are all so deserving you you deserve these opportunities like anyone else and it's so unfortunate that just because they're labeled as having a disability they are segregated Mm -hmm. a lot of the time um and I guess Discriminated against yeah. um, in a way, and in you saying that, that's something that I'm really conscious of.
1: Like when we're talking about the the people that you work with, mm. and like you call them guests and, yeah. and whatever. In terms of language, I guess yeah, none of us want to be identified by mm. you know something that has 100%. negative convo- connotation. So when you're talking with the people that you're working with, do they feel? How do they feel about being like, oh, I live with a disability or mm. whatever? Like how how's that in terms of language?
2: Well, I think like now that like we've been like so celebrating, like we've been celebrating the fact that, you know, they're on the autism spectrum or celebrating that, you know, they have Down syndrome and they're achieving all these incredible mm. things because so many of them, especially people with Down syndrome, the stories that we hear from their parents about what they're told they're capable of when they're born, like mm. literally like here's your baby, they'll probably never talk they'll probably never go to school and they'll never you know have a job like and that's literally a doctor saying that to them when they've just had a baby and now you know they're out there doing these incredible things they're having amazing conversations they've got friends they're out in the community like they're going away on holidays by themselves like they're having relationships and stuff it's yeah it's just so funny this medical model that Mm. you know is put on people with disabilities so it, it is really cool now I think that we're celebrating their disabilities and kind of making them feel more proud of them and that yeah. you know it isn't something to be you know related to negatively hopefully that's kind of helping yeah and do you think it's that
1: like some of the issues with our like broader society is that's one that really low expectation that's held and this lack of education is that the mm. stuff that I guess the rest of us who don't live with disabilities need to get better at to make those experiences better
2: yeah I think so I think definitely like yeah, the rest of society being educated and just aware and just trying to, like, see them as a person and mm. as a human for who they are. Like, I think, you know, sit there and ask them about what hobbies and interests they have, like, ask them what they like to do on the weekends, ask them, you know, do they like to read? Like, they just, they're all such incredible humans and they have so much to offer. But I think, yeah, they're so quickly kind of put into a into a group of, yeah. you know, people with disabilities. And I know that in the past, like, people with disabilities were treated very, very differently and, like, that's not an era I lived in and Mm. I can't imagine living in the era where people with disabilities were literally, like, locked away. Like, that's just so heartbreaking to even think about. So it is so cool to see how far we've come and I think we've still got, like, a far way to go but Mm. we're definitely, like, on the right road.
0: Has anyone, this might be a shitty question, but (laughs) has anyone ever mistaken your kindness and care for these guys, for like you dr- wanting to do this for, I don't know, for glory and all that? Has anyone ever questioned you? I mean like, you know, why are you actually doing this? Are you only doing this because you want, I don't know,
2: yeah, I don't know. feel good or like? Mm, I know what you mean. I don't think so. Like I know there's probably people left behind your back you wouldn't really know mm-hmm. about that would say things like that. But I think because they probably see how genuine I am yeah. and how much I love it, like I would probably just do it anyway, even if it wasn't my job. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so I think people who know me wouldn't. I think like, I was like super, super. Oh, it was just incredible. Crazy to even talk about. But I was nominated for Young Australian of the Year. Yeah. Wow. And I, yeah, I was like the top four in New South Wales. And that was like a very, very. Hold well on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a very crazy thing to comprehend in general. Cause I think it was kind of like, whoa, like I was nominated by our guest. So like it was so cool. Oh, and so it meant so much then. It yeah. meant so much. Cause like I know that the like Australian of the Year team, they had to call and they were all my references. Oh. So they called and like spoke to all of them and like they got to tell stories about like, like how I help them and stuff, and like, yeah, that was just an insane thing that happened. And I think that probably started a lot of conversations about, like, how did I even end up there? Yeah. But yeah, definitely.
0: I didn't mean to ask that question to yeah. be negative, but I just know there's <laughs> no, like, no, for sure. so many jealous people out there, and oh, people yeah. who are just like, I don't even know what word it is, but they just look at you and go, yeah. oh, she's successful. She must be doing it for this reason or the X, Y, and Z sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, 100%. When they're mistaken how genuine and how much you care mm. about. I did a really
2: strange conversation actually recently Mm. with someone. I went to Greece last year with one of our guests. Mm. So one of our guests, her family is from Greece and they were going over there for four months and none of the siblings were going. So they knew that if she went there just with the parents, she'd just like sit on her phone or iPad the whole time and Mm. probably just wish she was back here because, you know, she was out of routine. She wasn't seeing her friends and doing all the incredible things she normally does with Stella. Mm. So I went over there for six weeks and it was like an insane opportunity. We're living like on this little island in Samos, like up in this village where no one spoke English. It was this crazy experience. But like, yeah, I'd wake up at like 8am every morning and me and Patricia would be out Greek dancing to like 3 a.m. every night. <laughs> so like it was long days and like yeah. it was super tiring. And I remember when I came back, someone said something to me like, oh, God, you must have got like $25,000 for that trip or something. Wow. And I was just like, like in shock that someone had like sat there and tried to like add up how much money I would have charged them for this trip mm. and like kind of just I guess alluded to the fact I did it for money but like mm. I just really like I didn't really speak much back to them but I wish that they could understand like what it really looked like like that money I didn't even see anyway it went straight into Stella I just get our you know basic kind of salary we get and like I was working from like 8am to like 3am like every night and it was the most incredible experience but it was just so funny to get a glimpse into like what someone on the outside kind of perceived it as so yeah I guess in saying that and I think it's like you know what? I, all that sort of stuff is so irrelevant.
1: Like you mm-hmm. could go and be earning a million dollars but you still did the work and that's actually, I, I mean, her family who's paid for you to be there has agency. Like you're not holding you know, them <laughs> yeah. to be like you have to pay me this. Like you're doing it because of the yeah. work that you're passionate about and like you're saying, it's not easy and not everyone yeah. can do it.
2: Yeah, for sure. It was a, yeah, it was a funny thing to hear. I was just like I guess a bit frozen on the fact yeah. that someone had sat there and tried to calculate <laughs> what they think like I would have got out of that experience. And yeah. then I thought, imagine the conversations people were probably having when yeah. I was there. But yeah, I knew why I was there and like we had the most incredible time. So I just, you know, put That's that.
0: That's all in. that matters really, aren't yeah. you?
2: Yeah, we put that behind. And me. on the flip side of
1: people like that, and I think part, of, well, correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but part of the reason you've been so successful with Stellar and its expansion and, you know, how much it just feels like a name that I can say now and people <laughs> know it, is your support network, your Beautiful, close group of friends yeah. who are all either full-time support <laughs> workers in the in the business or volunteer so much yeah. and have just been your biggest cheerleaders oh. from the get-go. I think that for me as well is just some beautiful thing to see, yeah. like especially all the women in your life yeah. who you've been friends with for so long who just – champion everything that you do yeah talk about what what it's like to have your friends come along the journey with you they
2: are incredible I actually can't even imagine the journey without them from like day one they have just been all in like they volunteer all the time they have like the biggest impact on the guests they've come away with us before like they kind of like Ellie and Molly yeah. take days of leave off their full time job to come volunteer at Stella. <laughs> and it just like makes me laugh. Like, we were in Melbourne for Ability Fest and Ellie had a laptop. She's on her phone to work whilst like at a cafe, then like supporting at Stella, like volunteering just because she loves it so much. Like, mm. and yeah, it's just so cool because I think, again, they're people that probably never would have seen the disability sector as you know, a workplace opportunity or as a career. But the coolest thing about Stella is that so many people now who'd never would have ever thought about this as a career, like are in it and they're passionate and that they just love it so much. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. I know, like for a fact, when I was in school, you know, you have like your career meetings and you speak Mm -hmm. to your career advisor. I remember sitting down one day and saying like, I think I want to do disability. And she said to me, I don't think I've ever had anyone say that. And I don't think it really was a you know, much of a career opportunity or something yep. you looked at in the past. And there's a really high turnover of staff in the disability sector. But I think, yeah, now that there's lots of new services popping up that are run by a lot of young people that are like really making a difference, I think there's a lot of people now that will be leaving high school thinking, like, I want to work in disability, which mm. is so cool. And I've had some girls like from Port Hacking message me saying, like, what should I do like when I leave high school mm. to like, you know, be in your sector? Like, I think it's amazing. So that's like super exciting to mm. see. Massive, and you you can tell that you've had a real influence on everyone. It makes
1: me so. It's just I'm just so proud of you. Like, honestly, to because I remember you in this this photo (laughs) we're looking at you in um our high school uniform, and it was just so clear that that's what you were going to do. But to have made it into this thing that sees young people do things that their families never thought they were going to be able to do. I showed Nico the Today Show piece (laughs) from when you guys went to Randwick Racecourse. Was that last year or the year before? Oh my God, it was a few
2: years ago. Yeah, I was right at the start. Yeah, Yeah. and
1: like you also have like taken them to music festivals and that sort of stuff. What's it like? Because I think part of the bit that makes me very emotional Mm. when I watch that stuff is watching their parents talk about Uh, it because you know like exactly as you're saying when a doctor tells you this is the expectation for your child Mm -hmm. and there would be so much anxiety and you just want to provide so much for your kid but Mm. then they become an adult and then obviously things change so what's what's the feedback like and what's it like I think was there a 21st that you went to and the mum was talking about how the impacts that you've had I don't know I've heard a few stories like that yeah
2: it's been Yeah, it's so special when the parents speak about it from their perspective because like they do always say like when they were younger, we were just told by all these doctors that this is what their life was going to look like. We had a mum say to us recently that, you know, their child was in speech therapy their whole life because they weren't able to just sit down and have a conversation. Was this something that they worked on all the time? But now since coming to Stella, because they've just grown so much in confidence and that they can practice it just, you know, in every day like they're just like a different person. Mm. So yeah, it's it's crazy when you have those conversations with parents and they also say it's kind of like given them independence as well, Mm. because for so long they just did everything with their child and, you know, that was fine and they loved it, but, you know, they'd probably look at other young adults and wish that, you know, their child was going away like that something that we're trying to, like, do is that Stella schoolies because Mm. I I remember so clearly, like, I had a girl in my year, Sarah, who had an intellectual disability and I remember we were all going to schoolies and it was, you know, so hyped on, everyone was so excited and Sarah wasn't coming and I remember, Mm. like, asking her mum, like, why isn't Sarah coming? And she said, oh, you know, I wouldn't want you to have to, like, look after her and it to be your thing. And I remember thinking, like, well, like, no, she shouldn't be left out because she has a disability. And then when Stella started, I asked all the guests, like, did you go on schoolies? Did you go on schoolies? And none of them did. Mm -hmm. And that's just like one little glimpse of, you know, how it was, you know, their life is so different just because they have a disability, which was really hard to hear because I think it was just something I never really thought of. So yeah, I guess speaking to families and speaking to their parents and the guests and hearing about all those little stories from school is definitely like you know a big awakening to how much more we still need to do mm. um for them to be included in everything, yeah it's that ripple effect, right, like mm. if, when
1: you're providing this one individual with something, it's gonna yeah just make some mm. e- everyone around them be happy as yeah. well, yeah
2: the lip
1: next photo we wanted to bring up is actually (laughs) you with some of the Stella sisters (laughs) um and so it's you with a a bunch of the girls who are part of Stella and everyone is just so happy (laughs) and for me it just encapsulates the family that you've built yeah so you've been around for three nearly four years yeah nearly
2: four years in May
1: and yeah how much has it grown like how many people are you working with now
2: it's it's just incredible. The Stella community is like nothing else I've ever been a part of. They are just all so grateful and happy and so welcoming to each other, which I think is just so special because every guest that comes on board is so nervous because so many of them have had such a past of rejection or mm. bullying or harassment in school and then they've left school and then they've been isolated because they didn't go to TAFE or uni or be in a local sports. Oh, another mm. random example, Nico, that you'd find interesting So we started like an Oztag team in the mainstream, like just the Shire Oztag, and they told us that that they've never had anyone with a disability play before, and that like, and we were like, what? And they're like, well, normally they just have their own like sector, which has like there's soccer and there's gymnastics and there's all these different sports for people with disabilities, but again, they're segregated, so they've never just you know been included so that was something that was super cool like Stella now plays in the Oz tag every Monday night they're playing yeah. tonight you have to go cheer them on one yeah. day but yeah it was fine do they yes. play at Woolaway? yes oh my goodness yes. okay yes I'm oh, playing there tonight yeah, okay.
0: what? Well, I'd love to see the girls absolutely carve up Marley one
2: night I can't wait to leave us yeah but yeah that was a crazy thing to just hear like again like oh they've never had that before they're like mm. yeah, you can do it you can enter a team but like you know this is the first time it's ever happened and we were like well, it's going to keep happening. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, the stellar community is just, it's incredible. Every guest that comes along um, is so nervous and anxious to be part of a group and everyone's just so welcoming and so kind and it makes like every guest just is so happy and grateful to be there. And the support team are incredible. They're so passionate and energetic and just make everyone feel like a big family, really. We started out So yeah, four years ago and it was just Luke and I and we were both working full-time jobs somewhere else at the time just trying to do this as like almost like a side passion project and we had I think like eight guests and they would kind of just come on everything on the weekends. We were just trying to start to get out there and go to footy games and like live music and stuff just exploded. Um, We now have I think over 500 guests in Sydney and Illawarra and we're also operating in Queensland and Canberra and we have like I think just under 60 staff so it's just yeah it's been a really busy time I feel like I've aged about 10 years in the last three (laughs) years but oh it's so worth it I always say I cannot imagine running any other business because like running a business is so stressful and like you know it's also incredible because you've got so much passion but like you know growing a team and like just managing all the little business bits but like Stella's the most incredible business to run so it just brings you straight back down to earth like as soon as you know you have one of those moments or yeah. you go out on the weekend like I went just went simply to swim club on Sunday we literally just go to Sutherland Pool like we swim laps and we go out for breakfast and it's something so simple everyone's there laughing having the best time and it yeah it just brings you back down to earth and you're like this is why we do it. Like yeah. they're sure. they're there. They have something to look forward to. Like they have a group of friends and now there's so many relationships and partners. We had two guests from Stella get married recently. I <laughs> saw that. <laughs> it's just – yeah, it's insane, and they even hang out on their own. There's been holidays that they've had on their own now, so Amazing. and that's all we could wish for is just yeah. for them to be. So you're a bit of
1: a matchmaking service, Yeah.
2: A few stellar romances. <laughs> um, they always asking me to do a speed dating, and I'm oh. like, I've got to do this soon. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. can come join. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> I was
0: going to ask you actually. Did they instantly all become best friends when they're in there?
2: Oh or yeah, everyone is just like so welcoming and so friendly we have this group chat and all the guests are in it and every single morning it's like good morning my stellar family like hope everyone has the best day it's just like this positivity bubble like and no matter what happens like if anything ever embarrassing happens to anyone say someone's sick or like something bad happens everyone is just so kind. Like no one ever judges anyone. Mm. And like me and the other support workers just sit there and we're like, imagine this just in any other environment, How, like the judgment that would come, you know, if that yeah. happened. But everyone's just, yeah, so kind to each other. So it, it's super nice.
1: feels like uh, there's a lot that the rest of us could learn from a community <laughs> like that. <I laughs> yeah, think. Does it, for sure. I think like often, you know, it's kind of easy to look at the state of the world and get to like big picture and be like, oh, my God, like – we think we've gone far enough, but then you mm. things happen and you go, oh, far We've still got so far to go. But <laughs> yeah. does this, like the I'm looking at these women's faces <laughs> and I know all these stories that you've gone, and I see the stellar spotlights that you do on your Instagram mm. and these people telling these like incredible stories of overcoming things. Does it just make you this really optimistic person? Do you feel just good about yeah. the world because of them?
2: For sure. It's definitely like it's just such a positive community to be part of. And I think yeah, no matter how tired or exhausted you are, especially from our perspective, like the admin team that's kind of like working, you know, to all hours, like, and Luke, my business partner as well, like we kind of just give it out all 24-7 and like we kind of do stuff without burnout sometimes and it's just so nice to remind yourself that like it is just so, so worth it and like they're just, they've come so far and like there's so much more we can do. Do you know a little bit about Stella Stays? I've seen the video. Yeah. Yeah, So tell people about that. Yeah. So Stella Stays is something like that we've only just started. And if you ask any of our guests, like, you know, what are their goals? And I spoke before, like one of their goals is employment, but every single one of them will say like, I want to live out of home. Mm. And like, not many of them do. And we've kind of always like wondered where our place would be in helping them you know, live out of home because everything we do, like, we're trying to, like, foster them to be more independent and try to empower them to, like, do everything by themselves so that one day, you know, as their parents are getting older, they potentially might be in a position, you know, to be independent and live out of home. So, we, we just got a new office in Shell Cove and it's, like, this beautiful, like, two-story house and we've started this service called Stellar Stays where they can go down there for 4 days at a time and just learn how to like fully live out of home oh, yeah. so like they're doing their washing, they're cooking meals, like they're still having fun and like being social. They host like a games night on a Friday. So like they host this night where other people come over to their house and they've got to like get it all ready and yeah, we're just trying to like give them the opportunity to, you know, actually see what living out of home looks like and then give them really good feedback about you know, where they can improve or like how we can continue to help them so that, yeah, hopefully in like the next year or two, we can start to see some of them living out of home by themselves, which will be incredible.
1: It's amazing. Eh? That yeah. is so incredible. I think something that I'm also really conscious of in having this conversation and I'd love like, yeah, you're a advice on is that i never want to come across like i'm being patronizing to a young person with a disability because like you say like they're human beings it's they're exactly Mm. the same as us and often the same age as us and especially the ones that you work with what do you kind of i don't know warn people about or or get people to have in mind in that space because i never ever want to feel like i think i'm any better than anyone you know particularly someone like this like that's a great question.
2: I honestly think, yeah, just treat them kind of exactly how you'd like to be treated, really. I think just not speaking down on anyone and speaking to them just like a friend or someone else, like, you know, that you would sit with. A lot of them definitely like look up to, you know, like you guys and people in society, anyone on TV shows or like at Stella, all of our support workers, because they definitely see them as role models. They definitely relate to other people their age and can see where they're at so mm-hmm. like even the fact like for example that you know i've moved out of home like so many of them are like you know i'm the same age like i want to move out of home yeah. so like they want all those relatable goals that we're achieving as well so i think yeah definitely just being a cool role model to them is a big part of that but just yeah just being friendly and just being a nice person yeah. is honestly saying hello like yeah. <laughs> just being kind being yeah. inclusive um sounds I so think. simple
1: but some people just yeah. can't do that. At home yeah
2: For sure. Well, thank you so much. I feel like we could sit here and talk about these stories (laughs) for a
1: long time and I think that I would encourage everyone to go and make sure they're following (laughs) the Stella Instagram which is at Stella.experiences. Just incredible stuff and I think what you're doing – It's amazing and I constantly find myself speaking about you to other people because I just think it's such an incredible example of someone who knew what they wanted to do and did it. Like you said, your mum said when you were a kid, (laughs) you were just like, I can do it and you did it. But I will leave it to Nico to ask the last question we ask all of our guests. Yeah.
0: Well, before I do, I'm a bit lost for words. eh? This has been one of the probably best conversations I've had in a a long time and we've had some cool guests on here but you've opened – You've opened my eyes and heart a hell of a lot, eh? Like I have experienced we've going to school with the support unit and just seeing this dis- disabled people around. And like I've never stopped to think about like when I go to a, f- a festival, I'll go to a races and yeah. you know, I consciously ever think like, you know, there's no disabled people here. Mm-hmm. And then watching that thing this morning, then you talk about it, it's just like you know, I've never ever thought yeah. about like why there isn't these guys mm-hmm. here and they should be there and Yeah, you're doing such an amazing thing. You should be so proud. And like, I'm so like, I'm choked up. I'm just feel so. (laughs) I don't don't even know how to put into words how I'm feeling right now. Like, Mm. this has been one of the best things I've spoke about. And I'd love to come down to Stella one day. Please, they would
2: love it. I'd
0: love to be a regular person to come down. Really, and um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy what you're doing. But anyway, what am I talking about? The (laughs) your last question. The last question. That's the last question. So we like to ask all our guests know what your one younger self would think but so I want you to picture yourself right now standing in front of a mirror
2: mm-hmm. and
0: even look at young Bronte there <laughs> and what, what would young Bronte think of you right now or what would you reckon she'd say to you
2: oh wow I've never thought about that before I definitely think yeah she'd be proud of me <laughs> I definitely think so I think if I could achieve anything like in this world I think I always wanted to just help people and I, I know that I've done that like I know that like I've left a mark and like it's made such a difference to these guys' lives. and I hope to you know have that impact on more people and like even what you guys are doing and like having these conversations and sharing these stories, you guys will open my eyes to other people that I'd never heard of and their stories. and this one conversation about disability, like you said, Nico, it might change someone's perspective, and now you guys might, you know walk into the community and act a little bit differently, and it will have that flow and effect. So I think to be part of that change is, yeah super cool and. That makes me really happy.
1: <laughs> Love that.
2: Oh that's awesome. Well, yeah, congratulations,
1: honestly. And and what you and Luke have created is is incredible. And I can't wait for more people to see it and then for it to grow and for more young people with disabilities to not have those barriers in front of them anymore. Yeah. And you're a big part of that. So thank you so much for making the time. You're such a busy woman too. So <laughs> we appreciate this time that you've taken out. But thank you so much for listening to this. Very inspiring episode, I, I dare say, uh, of When We Grow Up. Make sure you are following Bronte's journey <laughs> with Stella at Stella.experiences on Instagram. There's so many incredible uh, stories and profiles of people that you'll be able to see on there. And make sure you're following us on Instagram at <laughs> When We Grow Up pod. Uh, make sure you're hitting subscribe wherever you're listening and tune in next time for another great app. See you guys soon.
2: See uh, Thank you guys. <laughs>